Hey guys, this is Kate Howard with another episode of Chick Flick brought to you by Scriptly Adapted Entertainment. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about The Handmaid's Tale. I know, you all are excited. Me too. But listen, it is chock full of stuff to dissect. I could probably be here all night talking about it, but honestly, I don't have all night. It's Friday. But I want to just go into a couple of topics and themes that we have uh, to talk about that we absolutely have to talk about. First of all, I'm just going to start it off real quick. I'm going to try not to give you guys too many spoilers, but this past uh, season finale that just came out this past week, Wednesday, was insane, okay? You guys need to watch it. If you haven't caught up, catch up. It's not that hard. I did it. I binge-watched three seasons in like two weeks. You can do it. I have faith in you. But this season finale was incredible. I mean... It was just a culmination of every single thing that you've seen so far in all the episodes. And, you know, their goal is to rescue at least 50, 52 kids from Gilead to go into Canada as refugees. And honestly, like, I don't know how uh, June did it. Um, But it shows you the camaraderie and it shows you the bond between her and her fellow handmaids and how much they trust her and respect her. Um, And they really all came together and they really pulled it off. And she was just willing to sacrifice everything to make sure that she was saving the children. And to me, that was just the biggest ultimate sacrifices she could have made so if you guys have not seen the season finale and you are pretty much caught up for the most part you need to check it out it's streaming on hulu right now um but anyway i just wanted to cover the season finale first but there are so many uh themes in this show that we got to talk about and first of all i had heard about the handmaid's tale and i was super interested about it but I, you know, the show has to have me in like the first half hour. I'll give it a half hour, okay? But it has to have me. And honestly, one of the first things that roped me in was the cinematography. Because as you guys know, I'm, I have an eye. And the immediate first thing I thought of was like, wow, this show is shot impeccably well beautifully I mean obviously you know it's it's MGM as well so you know that they have the resources to shoot it well but the angles and the light and and the way they edit it and it's just seamless and flawless and just beautiful to watch and it's almost a a very good foil for what the show is actually about which is actually what I love I love it when a movie or a tv show is filmed and it doesn't really match the theme or the topic of the show that you're watching, if that makes sense, like where it's not like drastically different where it throws you off, but where it's like just different enough to to kind of be like, huh, that's interesting. It's a very creative and artistic way to do it. And it just has this, I don't know if you guys know, but like if you go to edit a photo and there's this feature called a glow, glamour glow, and it kind of softens, um, it just softens the clarity of the photo. Well, that's kind of what watching The Handmaid's Tale is like, especially when the sun comes through the windows, especially in those scenes. Like, it's watching the whole show in, like, the glamour glow filter, um, which is very ironic, considering that that's not what the show is about. Um, let's get into the root of what the show is, man. I mean, you got, you got some serious topics here. Um, the show is dealing with oppression, Um, dealing with rape, 
Uh, yeah, I said rape. You know, you got to talk about those things. Dealing with um, tearing families apart, which obviously, as you know, it, right now is being ripped from the headlines. Um, the show is very in tune with talking about current events, but kind of formulating it um, according to what's going on in the show, which I think is very clever in how they do it. Um, you know, it's it's definitely about survival for sure that is a theme throughout the entire show especially with Kate Moss's character June Osborne um who is known as Offred for most of the show um but then you know you turn to victory like as seen in this season finale that aired this week um every time that June is overcomes an obstacle she's victorious and you know, she's able to really make her stamp on Gilead. She's not just another brainwashed woman going through um, life just trying to survive. She's doing her utmost to make it known that she's going to thrive in this environment and try to get out. Um, you have resilience. If you have to see some of the things that this woman goes through, um, you know, like I said, she's been raped multiple times. Um, she's had a baby by another man and kind of forced into doing that. Um, and just to give you guys a little background on what the show is about, basically it's a totalitarian uh, state, a dictatorial state. So what they've done is they've had they've overthrown the United States government and in, in an effort to create a green uh, climate, a greener climate, because they were noticing the fertility rates were dropping in women. So in order to remove any toxicity or anything like that, they decided to create a really green environment. But in order to do that, what they did was they completely just like made women subservient. So their mistresses, um, women are divided into different groups. So they're either commander's wives, which is probably the highest ranking woman figure that you can have. Um, and then you have they, they're called Marthas, um, and they're basically like the housemaids and housekeepers. And then after that, you have the handmaids, which are basically like um, women that are used and they're assigned to a household and then they're used to reproduce. Um, and that is their sole purpose. So it's kind of messed up. I mean, it's really dark. I've talked to some people, the consensus with a lot of people is like, it's an amazing show. And then I've talked to some people and they're like, uh, it's really dark. I tried starting watching it. Didn't know if I could finish it. Um, and I get it. There are some episodes where I've winced and I've cried and I'm like, Ooh, that is tough. But this show has nothing if not emotion and you feel everything. The resilience of June. I mean, every time you think she's going to keep, they're going to keep her down she comes back up again and it's like, wow, like, and it's mostly, it, it's the, the, really the theme of motherhood and the love for your child. She's big, you know, she has a child. She's ripped from her arms when the season, when the series opens, um, because they're overthrowing Gilly, they're overthrowing the United States and they're taking all these women. And you notice that most of the handmaids have been offenders in some sort of crime. So for instance, or, or, misbehavior, if you will. Um, Elizabeth Moss's character, June, was an adulteress. So she had an affair with a married man and had a child by him. And so this is kind of, if you look at it, her punishment, if you will. Um, again, messed up, okay? Um, but in the good sense, there's just this beautiful unity. And you don't really know who you can trust. So the fact that you're living in a uh, 
totalitarian state and you're able to ha- still have unity, which you're starting to see a lot more now throughout the show, um, among the handmaids specifically, is a really beautiful thing because you need a support network. You need to know that you can trust people. Um, you need to know that people are on your side and the unity is just beautiful. Um, and you know, all of these things are, are very present. So just for themes alone, you guys should watch it. But I want to get into the acting real quick. So you have like an all-star cast. I mean, Elizabeth Moss, uh, really got her start in, uh, the West Wing. And it's really funny because one of the characters being played by, um, by, um, uh, Bradley Whitford in the latest episodes, um, they were on the West Wing together. So it's really cool. Like she was very, very young, but she got her start there. And then she graduated on to Mad Men. And apparently, um, you know, she's, she's very eclectic. She's very different, but she, there's this running meme that every episode of The Handmaid's Tale concludes with an up close into her face and she's like showing like a lot of emotion. I mean, you guys have to see my face right now, but it's so true. And it's like, there's no way to convey. She's very good with facial, uh, facial recognition. And I almost, a lot of those faces, I almost see her showing a Fred Armisen when they were married. Yeah, I know guys. I didn't know that either. Very strange. Anyway, so they're no longer married. Um, so Elizabeth Moss is just effortless. Um, the way she really, just pulls this character out of her and allows herself to just be free with with how much she gives is just amazing um it's like seamless it's like watching ballet or something just watching her across the screen is amazing you have Yvonne Strahovski who plays Serena Joy Watford Waterford who um is the commander that she's that June is assigned to that's his wife talk about complicated round character man I mean she is She's something else. And I have to say, I think she's actually one of my favorites. Um, it's her and Alexis Bledel's character who I'll get into in a second. But, you know, she is so torn and so conflicted. And they refer to this American government as before uh, Gilead. So, like, whenever they talk about their lives before Gilead, they always say, oh, that was from before. So before um, Serena's character, Yvonne's character Serena was – this feminist and um, or, or writing, not a feminist, but she was writing a book on the woman's place in the home. And she and her husband, um, Fred Waterford, who's played by Ray, uh, Ray Fiennes' brother, Joe Fiennes, um, who's excellent as well. Some of you may know him from uh, Shakespeare in Love. Um, he, he, they basically contrived this whole concept for Gilead. And so, you know, as you may have seen in an episode where she's protesting and stuff, um, she shot because people are protesting and she shot in the in the abdomen. So that is a reason as to why she's not able to have kids. So it's very she's excellent. Um, she really embodies the character well. You feel for her and then you get angry with her and you don't know what side of the spectrum you should be on. But honestly, like that to me just shows you what a complicated character she is. Joe Fiennes plays Fred Waterford, as I stated. Um, he's Ray Fiennes' younger brother. You know, Ray Fiennes most notably from um, Harry Potter. He played Lord Voldemort, or he who cannot be named. Um, but Joe Fiennes is... The character is so complicated, and it's amazing to just watch him unveil this character, but at the same time, 
he's really, really sadistic and really narcissistic and really just manipulative. And he tries, he he shows, you know, Serena how much he loves her, but at the same time, he cuts her pinky off. I mean, or finger, I mean, who does that? Um, just because she read something. And that's the other thing. Women cannot listen to music. They can't listen to music. They can't read. And then a couple of episodes ago, you see affection between him and Serena, but it's short-lived. And I don't want to spoil that for you guys if you haven't already seen that, but you'll find out why. Then we go on. You have Anne Dowd, who plays Aunt Lydia. I mean, phenomenal. She's one of the most complex characters in this show. And I kept saying to Coyote as we were watching it, like, when are we going to get to see her backstory? We're all about backstory. Like, we're backstory people. But, like, it was it was like we didn't find out about her until the third season, like, fourth episode. And then it was, like, this small blip on the radar, and that was it. But... That's all it is. That's all you need. She has a lot of issues. Um, she's very complicated, but very simplistic at the same time, which is a great foil in and of itself. Um, and Dowd is just magical on screen no matter what she's in. Um, and then you just go on. You have a lot of different actresses. Madeline Brewer plays Janine Lindo. Some of you may know her from Orange is the New Black. Sadly, that is ending. Um, we'll get into that next time. But uh she's great too she plays janine and janine is like this rebel girl that you see who's gotten brought in and she has her eye gouged out because she won't um she won't succumb and then it just having her eye gouged out just makes her go crazy makes her go insane so all of a sudden the character is just completely different and you have such a soft spot for her she gives birth to a baby for this family and um she becomes super attached and she just can't get over the fact that this baby technically, biologically is hers, but technically, legally is not. And you just keep going on and on. I mean, Samira Wiley, I mean, another character, another actress from Orange is the New Black. She's so electric when she's on screen. She embodies the character to the utmost. Um, she plays June's best friend. They're separated. She's now as a, living as a refugee in Canada. She managed to get out. And she's just, she incorporates dry wit into every line that she has. I actually prefer her on Orange is the New Black as Poussey Washington. She was one of my favorite characters of all time. <gasps> we won't talk about that. But anyway, um, I don't think I'll ever get over that. But she's good in everything she does. But the one one character I have to say, even even more than June, I think that's one of my favorites. Uh, her story was so compelling, is Alexis Bledel's character, Emily. And the things... It, it's not because June isn't good. It's because Emily is just this pure, innocent, hardworking woman who already has it hard because she's a gay woman uh, married with a son. She's a professor uh, in, I think, bioengineering or biochemistry. I don't know, which is probably a male-dominated field to begin with. So she's already made strides to be countercultural, to go against the flow. And so what I love about her is that no matter what she does, excuse me, in this show, she is so incredibly graceful with it. And even when she kills, <laughs> you know, you have a commander's wife get sent to the colonies, which is just this terrible place where you're sent to die, basically, because you've disobeyed. And a commander's wife, you had to have done something terrible to be sent there as a commander's wife. But Marissa Tomei, random casting, you know, you guys know how I feel about that. But she was sent to the colonies and you know, thinking she's made a friend in Alexis Bledel, Alexis Bledel gets close to her and she kills her. 
And she tells her, you know, you held a woman down while she was being raped. You have to pay. And that's the moment where you see the character shift. But she's still innocent and pure. And so then when she eventually gets refugee status in Canada... I know I'm going a little too fast here, guys, but it's three seasons. My mind is spinning. Um, as I said, I've watched it in two weeks. When she eventually has refugee status in Canada, she reunites with her wife and her son, who were free, and she's having a tough time forgetting everything that she's been through. And she meets up with Samira Wiley, and, and she goes, you know, look what they've made us into. They've made us into monsters because she's talking about the woman she killed. And Samira Wiley very um, wisely says have you killed anyone since then? And she goes, no. And she goes, then you're not a monster. You did what you had to do to survive. And it's just a story of like survival and thriving and really, and I, and I love Alexis Bledel. She's come a long way since Gilmore Girls. She's so, so good in this story. Uh, when you first meet her character, you think she's that brainwashed type. She becomes June's uh, walking partner when they go shopping and you think she's become brainwashed, but she actually winds up being one of the leaders of the resistance. So, you know, just talking about some pivotal characters now, um, June, pivotal character, for those of you that don't know, are just uh, characters that basically do what they have to do to get stuff done. Um, and they don't care what it takes. So June Osborne, definitely a pivotal character, especially in this last season finale, you have to see it. Uh, Serena Joy, pivotal character when it comes to sending her baby away um you know she will go to lengths lengths people again don't want to give you too much but she will go to lengths to get this baby back okay she doesn't care what she has to sacrifice or what she has to do all in all this show is just oh and also commander lawrence i didn't highlight him he's played by bradley whitford Bradley Whitford, first of all, is just that eccentric um, type of actor. He was um, also, I believe, in The West Wing and also, if I'm not mistaken, Malcolm in the Middle. I'm not sure. Um, but also, um, he is Commander Lawrence, and he plays the second posting that June is at. Basically, he is the one responsible pretty much uh, in tandem with Waterford, the Waterfords about contriving this whole society. And his character is super complicated because he wants to redeem himself and he doesn't know how. And he's warring. And I said to Coyote often in the episodes, I'm like, I don't know whether I should trust him or whether um, or whether he is evil. And so... Coyote was like, well, I don't actually know. I think he's good. I think he's good. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust that. And he, I read up and apparently he's that type of character that is warring with himself because he knows what he did was wrong and he's he's conflicted about it. But at the same time, it's realistic because people who come to have a come to Jesus moment realize that it's like, it's it's a journey. It's not something that you like. You feel guilty about something, but it's not something you change right away. You can't. How do you undo all of this? So what he's done is he started up a um, he started up the ability uh, for people to um, run basically like an underground railroad outside of his out of his home, 
and that's where all these kids gather in the season finale to be rescued. Um, he is uh, uh, Bradley Whitford just plays this role effortlessly, and he's so complicated but so beautiful to watch, and so he's just so conflicted. Um, but all in all, guys, I mean, it's a great, great show. You got some affairs going on. You got people sleeping with each other. June is married, but yet she's having sexual relations with this guy because the commander can't get her pregnant. Because, and this is the irony of the show, people. The women are forced into subservience because the fertility has gone down, but apparently it's the commanders who are sterile. I find that hilarious. But, you know, she's been forced to have sex with, you know, this guy, Nick, um, and, you know, it's he gets her pregnant, and so she's actually wound up falling in love with him. And Kyote was also saying to me, like, well, but she's married. And I'm like, yeah, but, I mean... She fell in love with somebody. It doesn't mean she's not in love with two people. She still loves her husband, but that's the life that she had. Now she has to survive, and that includes being in love and lust and and all that stuff. So, you know, um, that's a genuine relationship there. You know, um, Fred and Serena, they're locked up in Canada. You know, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, but you guys have got to see it. And it's like the scene, there's a scene where Commander Lawrence takes June to, she does, she, she's, She's basically coming at him. They all have a love-hate relationship. And he can't understand, she can't understand who he is. And so, and, and saying, oh, well, you're such a bad man, blah, 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 blah. And he's, he's trying to get her to understand that it's not easy. So he brings her to this warehouse. And you walk in, and all these women are locked up in cages. And he says to her, you need to pick five women that you need to save because all these women that are caged up are shipping out to the colonies and she refuses she's like I'm not doing this this isn't fair this isn't on me this is on you and it's just such a testament to what's going on in our country right now and you know having to make that choice and it turns out a couple episodes later June kills a commander can't tell you much more but Rest in peace, Christopher Maloney. I love you on SVU. But anyway, um, she kills him and the maid, uh, Martha, comes in to clean up and she looks at her and she said, wait a second, you saved me. I was going to go to the colonies and you made that decision because ultimately June does make that decision. Um, And it's a testament to how she's kind of having to play the dark role here to get her agenda furthered. All in all, guys, the show is complicated as hell, but it's great. We love it. I've binged watched it. I've been up since one till one a.m. some days watching this show. It is so beautifully done. Um, you guys got to check it out. It's The Handmaid's Tale. It's based on the book The Handmaid's Tale, written by Margaret Atwood in 1984. You guys should check it out. It's on Hulu and streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Check it out, guys, and stay tuned for another episode coming soon.